Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I want to thank you all for tuning in today. And hopefully you got uh, to hear last week's show was I had on our sort of resident neurophysical therapy expert, Estelle Gallo, and we talked all about uh, multiple sclerosis, what it is, how it's diagnosed, how physical therapy can help. And it was a great discussion. So if you want to learn more about uh, MS, multiple sclerosis, I highly suggest you either get to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart page right here on TalkingAlternative.com and find uh, that show with Estelle Gallo. Or you can go to iTunes and under the podcast, just search for Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. Subscribe to that podcast and you'll not only get that show, but all the shows that I've done thus far. So... You know, be sure to listen in on on that show and all of them. Now, uh, today, kind of going along with our theme of multiple sclerosis and disability, um, I found, I guess through Twitter, I believe, uh, a really interesting site that I think is doing some really great work uh, for people with disabilities in college and then navigating from that college into uh, a job. And the name of this site is called We Connect Now, and you can find it on the web at weconnectnow.wordpress.com. And I'm very happy to have on the show the creator of We Connect Now, Gabriella McCall Delgado. She uh, created We Connect Now when she was just a freshman in college. Kind of makes the rest of us seem a little lazy, I think. Um, She was born in Maryland, grew up in Puerto Rico. And she was the International Young Eco Hero Award, first place, Action for Nature in San Francisco. Presidential Environmental Youth Awards recipient for EPA Region 2, which is New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. A Bengal Scholarship at Louisiana State University. Young People 4 2008 Fellow. Again, she created We Connect Now, which is a website for college students with disability back in 2008. She is a graduate with a BA in philosophy from Louisiana State University in 2011 and is presently employed uh, for a nonprofit organization in Puerto Rico which develops microenterprises for people in isolated communities and victims of domestic violence. So, Gabriella, uh, welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time out and coming on today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Great. So, you know, like I said, you you created We Connect Now when you were just a freshman in college, which is, you know, I remember when I was a freshman in college, and I certainly wasn't thinking of creating, you know, any sort of network or or really doing anything else but studying and, and probably hanging out with friends. So I'm sure that there's a story involved here. So can you kind of tell us the story behind why you created We Connect Now? Sure. When I was in high school, I was looking for resources for college students with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you pick schools? How the disability offices were helpful or not so helpful? And I couldn't find one place that had all of the information. There were different sites here and there, but there didn't seem to be one location. But then after I finished high school, I went to college, and it was kind of in the back of my mind. But then I went to this conference right before I became a fellow, and I had to develop a project. 
and I thought, well, this is a project I should develop. And I think that while working on it, one of the things I want to say is people don't have to be tech savvy to work on a website because a lot of people think that to do a website you have to know how to code or know a lot about electronics. But I just used a basic template of a basic site, and it worked first with Google and then with WordPress. So you don't have to have a degree in technology to do a project like this. Very true, and I think that's very good advice because I think it, it kind of seems a little daunting in the beginning. But to know that now that there are some great resources out there to start up your website, and in this day and age, really, that's you need a website. So, so let's just say, so you developed this as, as a freshman in college. And when, you know, I think when you say people with disabilities, are we talking only physical disabilities here? No, we're also talking about people like who have a deficit or disabilities and other types of disabilities as well. So it's inclusive of different types of disabilities. And we have dedicated people with mental health issues and other. So it's, it, it's physical disabilities, cognitive disabilities, maybe people with uh, ADHD or ADD, autism, things like that. Yeah, it encompasses many types of disabilities. Great. It's now, side, it's not for one type only. Great. It's a very broad spectrum. And what, so let's go into, so you created this as sort of a project as a freshman. And how, how did you grow this? Because, you know, when you go on the website, you're in countries all over the world. So how did this start to grow and take on sort of a world of its own? I think that basically it goes to the word of, of mouth. And it's about how people talk to other people about it. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it emails, but now we're mostly growing to a connector. Our connectors talk to people on campuses. They may talk to dorm leader or they may talk to a counseling service. It's a person-to-person Great. And that's the, you know, word of mouth is always the best way. And, you know, we're going to take, uh, Gabriella, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more uh, about the services you offer. And again, talk a little bit more about how you get the word out, um, only because we're having on this end a little bit of a, a, a glitch here uh, with the with the sound and, and with, with hearing you very, very clearly. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk more about We Connect Now. So everyone stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. 
Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. For the broken hearted The silent prayer For faith departed And I ain't gonna be Just the face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice When I shout it out loud It's my Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by Gabriella McCall Delgado. She is the creator of We Connect Now, and uh, it is a website for college students with disability, which she founded when she was just a freshman in college back in 2008. Now, in the first segment, our sound was a little crazy there, so I apologize for that. So we have Gabriella back on the line. And so, Gabriella, we're going to kind of ask some of the same questions because it was a little wonky last time. So um, anyway, sorry for that. And uh, let's kind of take a step back and let's talk again about, you know, uh, quickly, if you wouldn't mind, the story behind why you created We Connect Now. Sure. I was in high school and I was looking for resources on disability and there wasn't really one place where you could go and there was a lot of disability information. There were scattered pieces here and there. So I had the idea then, but it wasn't until I was a freshman in college that I got a YP4 fellowship which funded a project and I thought, oh well, I should definitely do this. Because when I was in college, I noticed that students with disabilities weren't a voice on campus the way, say, women were or African-American students, that they had groups or they had a center. And the website deals with different types of disabilities, mental health, physical, but it's a general information Mm -hmm. on what scholarships are available, where you should look for a job. It has stories, and it has events going on and news. And how do you, and and also what I think is pretty amazing is that you're in over 70 different countries across the world. So I know that I asked this last time, and you said that, you know, as far as as growing We Connect Now, a lot of it was sort of a word-of-mouth type type of... of, uh, type of thing. But, you know, how do you... 
keep all of this going? How do you keep it all together? Do you, you know, have... I, yeah, go ahead. I think that you basically, it's word of mouth. I have a job, so I do this on my spare time. Yeah. I actually think that when I was in school, especially during finals, that was the hardest time to work on it because you sure. couldn't always give it the time. But word of mouth, an example of that is, for example, there was a woman who worked for a nonprofit in New Jersey who was from Venezuela, and she sent it to her family in Venezuela. So mm. it's sort of that you reach pockets. I didn't necessarily target it as much internationally as people in the U.S. who come from other countries some of the time send it to family, friends. Okay. And do you have sort of individuals on different campuses that act as representatives? Yes, those are the connectors. And okay. Connectors are students, but in some campuses we also have faculty or staff who want to get involved and sort of represent us if there's an activity that they want to do. That's probably clearest. We have a disability rights campaign, and we're putting posters on campuses and community organizations throughout the country. Mm -hmm. The posters are in English and Spanish. One is on jobs, and the other is on laws that protect students with disabilities, their rights. So through that, we've had them put up in different places. And it's interesting because we didn't just do them in disability offices. Mm -hmm. We wanted to reach out to students with disabilities wherever they are, whether that be, for example, a religious institution on campus, the student union, the dorms, the bathrooms. Sure. Every, everywhere people. students may be. Yeah, and people told us, well, on my campus, I think that I want to put them here because it's better and that. So it was very much individual who designed where they wanted them. Great. And I guess in, in your kind of researching and starting this uh, website, We Connect Now, and I know you talk a little bit about the different laws and, and what's available for people with disabilities. When you were doing your research, was there anything there that kind of surprised you or, you know, going on to different college campuses or, or let's say your college campus, Louisiana State University, was there things there that maybe weren't up to par as far as the laws are concerned and things like that? Well, I think for me personally, it was less a legislative issue as it was an issue of how things were done on the ground. I think that on campuses across the country, people know what they want best, and we need to listen to people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, I thought that being on campus, people weren't listening to the college students with disabilities and what they wanted on their campus. Mm -hmm. And I would say, for example, asking about my campus, I interviewed a woman from the story section, Mika Pendleton, and there is a law, the Americans with Disabilities Act, where you can get accommodations, but she was having problems getting a desk. For mm -hmm. She had a wheelchair. Okay. So that was an example of the laws are here, but the implementation isn't always happening as it should. And I think this is especially true for students of lower income who may know their rights and may not, and can't, if they think the university isn't treating them fairly, threatened, you know, to sue or go to their protection and advocacy. Mm -hmm. And in that case, her father was an employee of the university. He worked in sanitation services, mm -hmm. and he did not, they were not going to sue, but she was sending these emails, and the video talks about it, and they were not responding to her emails. They were just completely ignoring her. Mm. And... and 
did she eventually get you know the accommodations that she needed? Sounds kind of crazy, actually. Like, why would why would you not you know accommodate someone in a wheelchair or someone with a disability? Because I'm assuming like you're paying tuition or you're there. You know, either way, you're you're a member of the community, right? Absolutely. And she, her father moved her desk, and they switched her class eventually to a building that was accessible. Because for several weeks, as she talked about in the video, she couldn't go to class. Oh. She was in a wheelchair, and the, wheel, the building was old, and she couldn't get into the building. Oh, my God. So those are the most egregious examples, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think, you know, it's when you look at people with sort of physical disabilities, um, especially in a, in a wheelchair or things like that, and and then you have to think about, well, what did this girl, what was, what was she thinking, you know? It must have been very disheartening and very sad and, and kind of sort of lower the self-esteem a little bit, not even be able to go to class and join with her peers. It is very frustrating, and I think to a certain extent, if I could change something, I would have other offices on campus do more for disabled students. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of, I know this from when I've sent emails, people tell me, well, we'll send it to the disability office. But I think all career offices across the country should have a section mm-hmm. on employment options for students with disabilities. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that makes a lot of sense. And now let's, you know, I know that you said not only do you work with uh, students with physical disabilities, but we're talking cognitive disabilities as well. So maybe ADD or autism or something like that. So, you know, these are things that, that aren't as visible, Obviously, it's not someone in a wheelchair. So um, how, I guess, how does We Connect Now help those folks? Uh, well, We Connect Now helps them by giving them a voice. I think another example from our website is mm-hmm. there was a young man in California, Dave Gaines, and he was having problems with an accommodation. He was doing an online program. It was a university in Illinois, in or around Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he, he got very upset, and he went through the bureaucratic procedure in his university, and it didn't work. So he wrote a letter to the Department of Education telling them, hey, this is happening to me, and he wasn't getting a response. So he sent this email to us and, like, 200 other people. Mm-hmm. And actually, we posted his email, and we posted our website in the news section. And what surprised me is we looked to see how many other people had posted it, and he had posted it on people. And I couldn't find another one. There may have been one or two, but there was not a large outcry about Mm -hmm. it. And that surprised me because I thought, here's this person who's done everything within the university, who's writing, who's putting his name out there, and where is the disability community taking Mm -hmm. a stand for him Mm -hmm. and for other college students? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, I think that's what the thing when I sort of saw this on on Twitter, the We Connect Now, and I kind of looked at it, I think that's the thing that, you know, really struck me is that, you know, you you do at We Connect Now are definitely more proactive, let's say, with your kind of fighting for your students and getting the word out. And I think that that's very important because, like you said, a lot of places didn't really do anything. I think that if I were to say a change legislative, I would like there to be an unbuttonment office on college campuses so the students can have someone. And they can say, not just for the students, but also if you have a staff with a disability that needs an accommodation, mm-hmm. so that they can go directly. Because I think as long as you don't have that, 
you really have to go to the Department of Education above, and it's a very hard procedure. So I think there should be one on campus. Yeah, so you're, you you have to kind of go through a lot of red tape and bureaucratic mazes, I would assume, to kind of even get to the person who can maybe help you. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, it's very frustrating, as, as anyone knows, with anything sort of government-related, where you have to go through so many steps and jump through so many hoops. The, I feel like each step you go through, the odds of getting the help you need decreases. Exactly, because it's harder for people. And we try to be the voice for those mm-hmm. that are not heard. And then I think another thing that you could do to help college students with disabilities, if I were doing legislation, there's a program called the Workforce Recruitment Program. Mm-hmm. It helps college students with disabilities who want to get a job. But the, you can't apply for it directly as a student. You have to apply through the university has to apply. And then the disability office chooses the people that they're going to su- submit as their program. Interesting. So I think that students should be able to apply directly so that if the student like Nika has had an issue with their disability office, they can still apply and it won't affect them. And if your school doesn't participate, they can still participate. I think you should empower individuals, not institutions. Uh, And on that note, I agree 100%. And on that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the We Connect Now website. We'll find out Gabriella's favorite parts about the website. So everyone, stay tuned. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Join the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey and the Association for Higher Awareness for two exciting events this fall, live just minutes from New York City in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Dr. Judith Orloff will address her bestseller, Emotional Freedom, and Greg Braden will discuss his latest book, Deep Truth, Living on the Edge. Are you ready for 12-21-12? Save the dates. Judith Orloff, October 18th, and Greg Braden, November 9th and 10th. For early bird tickets, visit metaphysicalcenterofnewjersey.org or ahanj.net. Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We We are are Certified Mediators. mediators. And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream. Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life. We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more. Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief. That even though marriages may end, families are forever. Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by the creator of We Connect Now, Gabriella McCall Delgado. Uh, we Connect Now is a website for college students with disability, which, like I said before, was formed in 2008 by Gabriella when she was just a freshman. So, um, Let's talk, Gabriella, a little bit about the website. So there's a lot of sections to the website. So of all of the sections on the We Connect Now website, which section do you like the most? I think the stories, because that's definitely been the one that a lot of people visit. And it's also the one that really puts a human face on this, because everything else Mm. is numbers, you know, percentage of employment, scholarship numbers. This is something that people can see. The people really enjoy that. Yeah, and and you know, I have to agree. I really loved uh, that section of the website as well. And the one, there is one gentleman who who is on that story section now who's blind, and he is a, I believe he's a PhD student now. Um, and his story was really, I thought it was really kind of remarkable. And we were kind of saying over the break here, myself and, and Janice Taylor, our wonderful sound engineer, um, we were talking about why what you do is so important. Because like you said, it gives a voice to the individual versus the institution. And you know, you're helping people, students with disabilities, do things that all the other college students kind of take for granted. And it's like you don't know what it's like until you do, I guess, you know, until you live in someone's shoes, which obviously those of us who do not have disabilities may not ever do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think we definitely try to give students a voice. And I also think that it's really great when students feel that they can take action. And one of the things that I, on a personal level, really like is the fact that when people are organizing a group or they're doing an activity, it's really what they want to do. Like, people ask me, well, the semester, and I tell them what the students say in September they want, what they need on their campus. Like a right. uh, chapter in North Carolina did a graduate school fair on how you apply to grad school. So it's what they said they needed on their campus. Great for for students with disabilities. So how to how to get into grad school. So so basically, each sort of let's say chapter of We Connect Now kind of takes the input from the students there and just makes We Connect Now on that campus for what the needs are. Yeah, and also to our connected program, because we have campuses where there may not be enough students to start a chapter, but they still want to get involved. Okay. And then the other issue with um, chapters versus connectors is that some people may not want to become a chapter because it's easier to navigate the bureaucracy if you're not a chapter. I'll give you an example. On a lot of campuses, to be able to host a table as an organization, you need permission. But people have free speech rights that they can put a table at an individual level or put a poster up without having to ask permission. So I, I think from a free speech perspective. Right, right. I see. I see. And, and you know, you've mentioned a couple of times about the connectors that you have on different campuses. How does someone be a connector, number one? And number two, 
do you have to have some sort of a disability to be a connector or could you just no. want to help? You just have to want to help, and we have people without disabilities who want to get involved. And Connector also allows people who want to participate and want activity a year. They want to put up a poster, but they don't want to stay around all year. But we continue to email them if later they decide they want to get more involved. Uh-huh. And it allows people to remain anonymous. Because not everyone may want, when they're applying for a job or something, for their name to come up with Disability Club. So they may do a poster or do a movie screening and then they not be their name public. And I think that the poster the Disability Rights Campaign kind of touches on that because a lot of the photos we have are not with people in them because people may not want to be public about it mm-hmm. on the Internet. Okay, all right. And and let's talk, going back to the We Connect Now website, so we know which which section you like the most and why, and it's the stories, and I agree that was kind of my favorite section as well. But what section of the We Connect Now website do you think is of the most use to the population you serve and why? The job section by far. The economy is definitely at a point where people need to have, some people need to have a job while they're in school, and a lot of people need to have, need aid one, obviously, when they graduate. So oh, sure. finding a job, figuring out which companies are best disability employment, and also what internships or other stuff may be available in their area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And what, so the We Connect Now website, they have up there, like you said, different, do you have sort of a list of the best companies to work for with disabilities and so on and so forth? We have an article, and um, that note with the stories, the stories of people who want to be public with their disability. And mm-hmm. some people want to be public, and that's fine, but we work with those. people who want to be public about their disability and feel pride in it, and people who may not feel as comfortable, particularly those with psychiatric disabilities tend to be less disclosing than sure. certain other disabilities. Sure, sure. And what about, do you get sort of the parents involved? So parents of these children with disabilities who are going to school as freshmen, you know, because you're 17, you're 18 years old. So do you have like a large sort of family support system? I absolutely think that's great. We had a blog from a mother who had a young child with autism uh-huh. telling us about her experience with her child. And then those parents of children with disabilities who want to help we can act now by either organizing a movie screening or putting up a poster, they could do that. If they're a faculty or staff, or if they work for a nonprofit. Some of the nonprofits that have linked us, well, the people who work in that office are the parents of kids with disabilities, and they okay. want that link there because they want their kids to go to college. Sure, sure. And um, what... So we'll sort of start this now, and we'll probably continue it into the next section, into the next segment. But what is your advice for high school students with a disability or, like we just said, parents of those high school students with a disability who are looking to select the right college? Well, I think one of the first things with parents is that in high school, practice your kid in the IEP meetings because the IEP meetings, a lot of parents are the most involved, and in college, the student has to be. The student has to be able 
to do the advocating for themselves. So that's really important while they're in high school. And so I'm just going to back up a second. So the IEP meeting, can you kind of tell us a little bit what that is for those who don't know? IEP is the individual education plan Mm -hmm. that students have since elementary through high school. And that plan is reviewed every so often with the parents and the students. But in a lot of those meetings, even though in high school students should play a role, parents play a big role. And one of the difficulties students have sometimes going to college is suddenly they're on their own. So Mm. in high school, parents have to help their kids be their own advocate and work on those IEP needs and say, this is what I need. I see. So really kind of empowering so for the, the best advice for the parents is, as that child gets ready to go off to college, to be able to empower your child to take the reins of their own education and to, to really understand what their plan is and what they need to do. Because Give them the independence to decide. And right. I think also when you're looking at the campuses for parents and students, you have to look at the community. Because, for example, if you're someone, and, oh, and also, obviously, let your child decide what university they want to go to. I think a lot sure. of parents have the best intentions, but the student knows best because the sure. student's going to be the one living there. Right. So at the end of the day, you have to let your child decide. Right. If you don't, and it works, it doesn't work, it's your child's thing. Right. And also the community. If you are a student with, say, a physical disability, mm-hmm. and the campus is gorgeous, amazing, but there's no public transportation, and you can't get around in a wheelchair, you're probably not going to have a great experience. So looking at the community around is also very important. Smart. And also students with specialized medical needs may not be able to get their medical needs on the student health center because student health center have limited what they can do uh-huh. so they may need to know is voc rehab nearby is there an occupational therapist nearby they need to check that out right because those services may not be on campus very smart very smart yeah so going into your your different like rehabilitative because you know as i'm a physical therapist so you know i didn't even think about that so if you have you know, if you're in a wheelchair, you had a spinal cord injury, and you need periodic therapy, it's good to know that you're in close proximity to your rehabilitative services. Or, like you said, with some students who aren't, don't want to be quite as public if they have sort of a mental uh, disability, you know, maybe having a psychiatrist or psychologist that is nearby is also something to think about when you're looking for a college. And, and Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And on that, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what you have to look for moving from high school to your college campus with Gabriella. So everyone stay tuned. TalkingAlternative.com Hi, this is Nancy Tatro from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. 
Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. How's your game? Want to improve your performance, focus, and motivation? Then you need Aspire Athletic Consulting. Stop second-guessing yourself. Move your game to the next level. Bring back the fun of the sport. Help your child build confidence and self-esteem through sports. Contact Dale at Aspire Athletic Consulting for a free 15-minute power session to get unstuck today. Your greatest athletic performance is just a phone call away at 801-604-0294 or visit aspireconsulting.vpweb. Motivational coaching for athletic excellence. Aspire to greatness. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by Gabriella McCall Delgado. She is the founder of We Connect Now, which is a great website for college students with disabilities. And in the last segment, we were talking about what what is her best advice for any high school students with a disability or parents of a high school student with disability who are looking to select the right college. So just to recap, and I think uh, Gabriella brought up some great points. Number one, get your child involved in their IEPs, which is, Gabriella, IEPs? Individual Education Plan. Your Individual Education Plan. So get your child involved when they're in that high school level so they can advocate for themselves and they can talk about what they need, which is, I think, an important step in getting that child to be a little more independent as they go off to school. So looking at colleges themselves, Gabriella made some great points. Number one, you want to look at not just the college, but the area around the college. Is there transportation for people with disabilities? Do you have services that you need if they're not offered? I would assume like big schools. Now, Gabrielle, you went to Louisiana State University. That's a pretty big school, right? Yeah, it is a pretty big school. Um, some of the things to look at, for example, my campus. Ours is an older campus, accessibility of the building. Mm. Because under the ADA, only if they retrofit that building, does that building have to be accessible. So there were some buildings on campus that were very modern and were, but others weren't. And then when you're looking at buildings also, look at dorms. Because uh, some dorms are accessible, some aren't. Right. And how you get around. And then the other issues about accessibility, I definitely are for, for example, students who are blind or visually impaired, do they have assistive technology services? 
curse, well, others. And you want to look at the Disability Services website because if the Disability Services website doesn't talk about accessible technology, assistive technology, they probably don't have as wide a range as a website that has a lot of it. Uh-huh. And you want to see in general, are students a voice on that campus? Are they on the website? Are they in the admissions brochure? For example, if I go to the admissions office, will I find anything that has a student that's deaf or blind or in a wheelchair? And then also, are there clubs on campus for students with disabilities? Some universities have a set-aside seat in student government for a student with a disability, hmm. like they do for minority or LGBTQ. Uh-huh. So is that, is that available on this campus or not? And then also, some universities have a particular person in career services that one of their subgroups is disabled students. Does that your okay. university have that from the career services? The newspaper, is there a column on disability? So as a recap, I would say the newspaper, student government, the buildings of accessibility, the club, and then also the disability office website. Does it have awards for professors that are getting involved? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how active does that office look at advocating for students with disabilities? Does it have links of outside groups? And also, are there disability organizations off campus that I can get involved with if my campus isn't that effective? Right. So, now, does every college campus have a disabilities office? No. Some campuses have ADA offices. Okay. And those are slightly different. I I wouldn't be able to tell you the slight difference in the world. You get accommodations both ways, mm-hmm. but I don't. Uh, there's a slight difference in the legislation. Okay. So some do, some don't, and some will have disability services offices and won't have a web page for them, which is probably not the school you want to go to. Uh, I see. Okay. So you really want to look for schools who are advocating for students with disabilities and who, now let's say, you know, you're in more of an urban environment like New York City where you're, you can easily find a lot of things outside of that campus to help you because you're in such an urban setting and everything's kind of at your fingertips. Um, I went to college at a school called Misericordia University, which is in more of a rural part of Pennsylvania where the town that it was in was very small, you know, and, and you know, because I, I didn't have uh, a disability myself, I guess I didn't even know that maybe my school might have a disability office, but it seems like the town itself was not quite set up for people with disabilities. And, you know, and I don't know, do you find that you know, the smaller, more rural schools might be a little bit tougher for someone with disabilities versus an A, an urban school, or B, like a big school like Penn State, Louisiana State, you know, these these big kind of schools where yeah. the community is the school? Well, what I would say to that is I actually started out in the Pennsylvania, and I switched. And I think that the answer to that is I wanted a bigger school environment for me personally. Uh-huh. But... And I was closer to my family, but I think that that's a tough question because I would, what I would say, having done both, is that the small town school in Pennsylvania that I did, I think that that school, the town, was more walkable because in Baton Rouge, where near the LSU campus, uh-huh. there was a limited area you could walk because either there weren't sidewalks like the sidewalks ended, or the neighborhood was very bad. Uh-huh. So even though. Even though you were technically somewhat walkable in some directions, in small town Pennsylvania, you could actually walk everywhere. 
So in that sense, the university might have been better the town for dealing with a wheelchair. Like in Baton Rouge, where I live, I didn't have a car and I relied on the bus system. Uh-huh. And to get to a supermarket was like 45 minutes Whoa. taking the bus one way and the other because you had to wait and the bus was never on time. Sure. So maybe yeah. having a supermarket walking distance might be better for a student with a physical disability. Right. So that's and what I would say to small town life. Okay. Where, where did you go to school in Pennsylvania? I actually went to do that at college. Where, where, is, where does that... Um, that is in Huntington, Pennsylvania. And it was Juniata, you said? Yeah, Juniata. Oh, Juniata. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Just curious, because I'm from Pennsylvania, so I wanted to ask and see where you went. Um, so, you know, I guess let's talk about, so we're talking a lot about students with, like, the physical disabilities. What if you have, you know, ADD or you're on the autism scale? where, you know, walking and getting around is not a problem, but you may need extra help with your academic pursuits. So what are you looking for in a college? You know, are you, are you sort of looking for a college that maybe offers tutoring services, things like that? Okay, well, what, uh, yeah, well, going back to, like, um, Going back to, like, academics and stuff, yeah. what I really liked about LSU was being close to my family. So that was something that was not disability-related, which is also something you're going to look at. You want to be close to a sibling. Like, I was close to my brother. Mm-hmm. That sort of... So I would say that it's not just disability, what you're going to be looking for. But on tutoring and academic services, I would definitely say that you have to know the tutorial center, how late is it open, is the library open on weekends, how many hours do they have in every subject matter would you have to specifically request someone? That is definitely another thing to look at, mm-hmm. academic support services. But I would say that as a student with a disability, you also want to look at on-campus jobs. Do you see students with disabilities holding jobs? Is there an admissions guide in a wheelchair? Do you see a blind person with student life building? Those are all things to look at beyond just academics. Right. Because I think at times with students with disabilities, there's a large conversation academics, which is important, but you need to prepare yourself for the world after that, and that right. is employment. And I think that that's another big component to look at. Right. So, you know, you want to look to a school that is sort of uh, disability-friendly, you know, hiring people with disabilities and also having maybe that uh, job office that can give you more information on certain companies that might be better, better fit for you, things like that. Yeah, those are definitely things to look for. And I would also say, as a student with a disability, look for clubs that are open to all. Like, we can now chapters don't have a GPA requirement. We want to be inclusive to people with disabilities, not just of a 4.0. We're not an honor society. We want everyone to be involved. Everyone to be involved. Okay, and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to kind of wrap things up. So everyone stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Join the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey and the Association for Higher Awareness for two exciting events this fall, live just minutes from New York City in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Dr. Judith Orloff will address her bestseller, Emotional Freedom, and Greg Braden will discuss his latest book, Deep Truth, Living on the Edge. Are you ready for 12-21-12? Save the dates. Judith Orloff, October 18th, and Greg Braden, November 9th and 10th. 
For early bird tickets, visit metaphysicalcenterofnewjersey.org or ahanj.net. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by creator of We Connect Now, Gabriella McCall Delgado. And in the last two segments, I hope you had your pen and paper down because Gabrielle gave tons of great advice for uh, students with disabilities and parents of students with disabilities uh, when looking f- to pick the college that is the best fit for you. So hopefully you had... You know, a pen and paper down. If you didn't, don't worry. This will be up on the Talking Alternative website on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart page tonight. So you can always go back, and if you missed any of those uh, great nuggets of wisdom from Gabriella, you can get it then. Um, so, Gabriella, let's kind of just sort of wrap things up a little bit. What, what would you say to the listeners that are the most important points from our discussion today and and the most important points of We Connect Now. We have a website. You can check out our website, WeConnectNowWordPress.com, and you can email us at WeConnectNow2008 at gmail.com if you want to get involved, if you have a question. We are also on social media, and I hadn't said this, but you can follow us. We Connect Now all together on Twitter. Or we connect now national on Facebook, so you can follow us on social media. And we are organizing students on campuses, Great. and you can become a connector. Or if you're a staff and you want to get involved, you can also become a connector. And we have two initiatives: our disability movie screenings, which we will be having throughout the year, and the disability rights campaign, which are the posters. You can see some of them on our website and some of them on our Facebook. So we would really love for people. To get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, where where do you think this will be in, in a number in a couple of years? You know, where what is your vision for We Connect Now and, and for what you would like to be doing? Well, personally I want this to be able to grow 
I'm somewhat formalized in that I can make a salary off of this. Of course. I'm not just do this on my spare time when I have the chance and on weekends. Uh-huh. And I would really love to have at least a small office space where I could get mail and other stuff. Yeah, so kind of growing this into more of a sustainable organization. You know, something that you can kind of put forth your full effort towards and not just... Because I know what it's like to kind of do stuff on the side, like after you get home from work and on the weekends. And it's it really, it's a lot of work. So I, I really applaud you for all of the hard work that you're doing for students with disabilities all over the world. I think it's great. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, I... My pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. And again, if anyone wants more information on We Connect Now, their website is www.weconnectnow, all one word, dot wordpress.com. And again, uh, a big thank you to Gabriella McCall Delgado for taking the time out and coming on the show today. And next week, just a programming note, uh, we will not have any new shows next week because it is Labor Day here in the United States, so everyone's going to have their unofficial end to summer. And uh, I look forward to uh, the month of September and October where we're going to have a lot more great physical therapists coming on the show, great organizations like We Connect Now and other you know, sort of wonderful nonprofits and organizations that are really kind of stepping out of the box and doing their best to help people all over the world. So uh, thank you so much. And again, a big thank you to Janice Taylor, our, our great, and she's, you know, blushing, uh, but our great sound engineer and our producer, Sam Lebowitz, here at TalkingAlternative.com. And everyone, I wish you a great Labor Day if you're here in the U.S., and everyone have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Nancy Tatro from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Lebowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. TalkingAlternative.com 